0: For all all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. It's Golden Spaces. We're back. An Odyssey original podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but hey, let's do it. It's Justin and Nat. How are you, Justin? We're back. Are you ready to conclude our show?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm doing good, too. (laughs) Vibes back
0: the vibes for room um so you know there's been a little conversation going because you know sometimes people still bring up GP2 and like now people are starting to say like Dante actually does more for this team than GP2 right so that's been like a little discussion and you know when we did when we talked about Dante coming to the team like as you know like I was not as distraught as everyone else to see GP2 go because like, I was just like, I mean, yes, he was really amazing. And I wish they would have kept him, but I felt like Dante was an adequate replacement. And also I just, his, his durability always concerned me GP2s and we're seeing that sort of play out this season. So I was always, I think a little bit more okay with it than others. And I think there's just some people that still can't let go, but I have started to see some people be like, Hmm. GPT wasn't doing GP2 wasn't doing that, you know, like with respect to some of the things Dante does, or you know, some people saying like Dante actually adds more to this team than GP2. So look, they're different players and they they add different things. I still feel comfortable with my assessment that he's an adequate enough replacement. But like what are your thoughts on like is is Defencenzo actually doing more for this team? It like is he a better fit? Like, what do you think?
1: Um, I think they're different. I think they're both, like you said, GP2 was an amazing player. So I think what he brought to the team was something that was lacking. And, like, the type of plays that he makes, no one else in the league really makes them. So it's kind of hard to compare him to somebody like Dante, right? So he would come in, make pick six, you know, type of plays, like just pick up a guy 94 feet. Just strip their dribble and then just go on the other end and just dunk it, right? And then he would just wouldn't miss any layups around the rim. So perfect cutter and stuff like that.
0: He'd be missing them layups. He's like Belly Part Two. Like, but he does (laughs) he does enough other stuff on the court not to drive me crazy. But like Dante, I need you to work on your finishing. Like you don't finish anything, and it has cost us at some crucial moments in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a way, he's kind of like the guard version of what Belly brought to them but he's just like more of a point of attack defender you know obviously but you know long-range shooting supplemental playmaking stuff like that being able to attack a closeout and then make the extra pass so that's stuff that gp 2 wasn't bringing because gp 2 didn't get the type of defense on the perimeter that dante is getting and he obviously wasn't as much of a ball handler as dante is so they're just so different it's hard for me to compare them one to one as far as like value um obviously dante can do some of the point of attack stuff that GB two does. But like I said, GB two is extremely unique in his ability to guard guys um, and play defense the way he does. Dante, he's just, he's been knocking his role out of the park though. Right. So making guys uncomfortable on the dribble, forcing some turnovers, um, hitting shots when he's open again, I wish his finishing was better. And I think every team that he's played for has said the same thing. Like, especially after the ankle thing, like his injury, I think his, it took some of his athleticism away. Um, So, he struggles a little so bit finishing.
0: Finishing more about your touch around the rim.
1: Yeah, I don't think he has like a, a tremendous amount of touch. <laughs> you know, so that's you know something that he just might not be amazing at. Right, if he was amazing at that thing, then we probably wouldn't be able to acquire him for the price. And I do think he'll end up outperforming his price uh, for the upcoming year. So he probably won't be on the Warriors next year. But he's been yeah doing everything that they need him to do. Um, so as far as comparing him straight to gp2 it's just hard for me to do because they are completely different players but as far as the, as far as the replacement and the value he's done a great job so far so hopefully he can just keep it up and stay healthy for the full season in the playoffs
0: okay did you see anything from james wiseman in the philly game that You liked or gave you a little hope, and I'm not really saying to be a contributor for this year, but just anything that you liked. He was getting a hard time from the fan base, and I I feel like in this instance, it's a little unfair because it's Joel Embiid, and like you just pick up fouls guarding Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. Um, him and um, Pool had that nice play, the pick and roll, and he got like the dunk, and you know. Steph went crazy like Steph you need to calm down because we don't need you re-injuring that shoulder
1: right but
0: you know like everyone was hype you know um so obviously that was a great play but did you see anything from him that like we're like okay he's coming along or something
1: um I mean he didn't play no
0: that's the answer
1: yeah I I wouldn't say I did that one play he definitely got a really solid screen on there and that's one of the little things that I think could take his game up a notch, right? If he can consistently set hard screens because he's such a big body, right? If you look at what Joel Embiid was doing, and obviously Joel Embiid is a superstar in this league, but he runs a screen with Harden and like Joku was getting smacked on those screens. Like it's hard to get around his body just from him being that size. And then he sets screens with intention and with power and strength. So it makes it even harder to get around him. And it just creates a ton of space with James Harden it creates a ton of space for his role, right? When he either pops or rolls straight to the basket, you you got a lot of space to work with. So it's just hard to defend that, right? And you saw what James Wiseman set a monster screen, got a lot of contact on it. JP had a clear lane to the basket. So Joel has to step up and then it's an easy dump down. And then you give him a runway, he's going to be able to elevate and, and punch it through. So if he can consistently do things like that, he adds a ton of value offensively. And this is like the vertical spacing thing that a lot of people were, kind of hinting at early in the season that he can provide, but you, it starts with the screen. It starts with creating space for the ball handler so the other d- defenders can react to it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tough to guard Embiid. So <laughs> not really going to fault him for picking up the fouls and stuff like that as Embiid such a tough cover. But, yeah, he's got to focus on the little things. And I think, you know, the time in the G League has definitely helped him out, but he might need a little bit more time down there.
0: Do so you think we're going to see more of him during this time when Steph is out?
1: Probably, Uh, I think, depending on the matchup. But, I mean, JMG's been playing a lot better recently. Um, I think last game was his best game of the season. He hit a few threes against Philly in the second half, so I think he might have found his shot a little bit. Hopefully that can be more consistent. So if he's playing better, then he'll eat some more minutes, and it might be tough for James Wiseman to get back into the rotation. But if he kind of goes – if JMG goes back to, like, how he's playing before not really playing well, then it might be an opportunity for James again
0: okay so these are all good things right
1: (laughs) yeah i mean these
0: guys playing better is a good thing so like when steph comes back like we're hoping it's like the tailbone that he comes back and like this is probably going to be the part of the season where they got to like run off those like (laughs) we said like 15 out of 20 wins or whatever they're gonna need Mm -hmm. to because, I mean, at this point, the goal has to be just to finish within that top six, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the goal still should be top top Four. three. I think it should be top three, to be honest. Um, I mean, depending on... I mean, you're probably going to see either uh, Memphis or New Orleans, even though actually the Nuggets are tied with uh, New Orleans. So I, th- <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to play with the basketball gods here and try to play for wherever Denver is, but... Um. Yeah, that's you. You want to see Denver in the first round over those other two teams, I think, in my opinion, uh, because Denver's defense is just an atrocity. So, yeah, I think you should definitely strive for top three. But if you if you're going to fall out of the top three, um, you you just hope Denver's at one if you're at four, in my opinion.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. if they hover around, if they hover around five hundred while Steph is out. That'll be at about the midpoint of the season um, and they'll have about 40 ish games left. And if they run off, you know, like, like you said, if the guys kind of find their game while he's out and then they continue when he comes back and they, he can just add on to that. Um, maybe they pick up another player in the meantime that can just throw up their front court. Then I can't see why they can't win 28 out of the, the final 40, you know what I mean? And jump up the standings. So. We'll, we'll see.
0: Denver has five less wins than us. At the
1: three spot. Five less
0: losses. Losses, yeah. I just feel like I don't know. Four less losses feels not as far to me as five less losses. I know there's only one difference, but it feels five just feels so much greater than four. Um, but let's. Are see. you talking what? about
1: as far as like oh outperforming them for the rest of the season? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But like I said, I mean, none of these teams have created a ton of separation. That's why I'm thinking if the Warriors have one huge run in them, then they can cover a lot of ground. Because I think a lot of these teams are just going to win at the same pace that they've been winning. Whereas with the Warriors, you can clearly see why, you know, like this isn't the ceiling of the Warriors is much higher than these other teams. I think these teams are just going to continue to win at the same pace that they've been winning at, but the Warriors have a big run in them kind of similar to the Celtics last year. And they can just like shoot up the standings where everybody just hovers to where they already are. Um, So we'll see.
0: Okay. Well, I'm sort of excited again. I hope they don't like, you know, I, I my, I'm managing my expectations, right? Like, I'm not expecting this team to like go on a win streak. If they do, hey, even better. But mm-hmm. um, I really don't want it to be like last year, where they when Steph first went down and they just lost and lost and lost, and then finally at the end they sort of gathered themselves and 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 got a few wins, much needed for them to hold on to the three spot, right? So I'm hoping it's not like that. I'm hoping they just can kind of steadily stay. Around five hundred, um, and as long as I see them in games, right? Like they were in the Philly game, right? Right, right. and we know that that's a better team. They have two stars, so or they have a superstar and or whatever, and a guy who used to be a superstar, but <laughs> who can still who can still make plays, right? And so,
1: yeah. I still say he's a, he's a star still. He just ain't MVP level, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. so um. So, yeah, so, but, like, you're right. I mean, I'm just taking, like, a, I know we kind of said we're out of the prediction game, but, like, let's just take a little quick look at the schedule, right? So, I'm looking, and we're saying, let's split one of the next two at a minimum, and, like, New York, look, just split one of the two. If you get one, whichever one we're happy with, but New York probably is the one to, like, really go for. That seems Mm -hmm. more realistic, right? The next, So, they come back home on Christmas Day. It should be competitive with Memphis. Mm Mm-hmm. They need to mm-hmm. fucking beat Charlotte because they didn't beat Charlotte last year, and we know because like they should have won in Charlotte last last year, whatever year it was before Draymond. No, that was two. Se- what, what the season we had Kelly Oubre when Draymond decided to throw that game, right? So like we know they can <laughs> fucking compete. That's not what happened.
1: Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely what happened.
0: Oh, like, am I being too that hard was one on of the right okay. that
1: season was nah yeah that, that game
0: crazy. made me so fucking angry. Anyway. Um, So they need to beat Charlotte. But they have Charlotte and Utah on a back-to-back, but they need to fucking make up for that loss in Utah. So they got to win two of those games. They got to dig deep and find a way to beat both of those teams. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, even though those games are back-to-backs, I want to see them beat Charlotte and Utah. I would like for them to beat Memphis, but, you know, they may not. And then, like, Portland, you know, Dame, you know, so...
1: Whoever plays with Portland, because they they, they be having guys in and out of lineup, like, all the time, I feel like. They
0: do. Those are winnable games, but, like, in those four games at home, I'm like, at a minimum, you better go two and two. At a minimum, right? So, then they got Atlanta, who has not been playing well. Yeah. They got Detroit. They got Orlando, who had... You know, so, and, like, before you see Phoenix. So, like you said, I mean some winnable games in here, even without Steph. So that is yeah. starting with the home stand, There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight games during that home stand based mm-hmm. on the teams. I told you they have Memphis, Charlotte, Utah, Portland, Atlanta, Detroit, Orlando, Phoenix, It's eight games. I would like them to go five and three. Is that possible?
1: I was thinking the same thing, to be honest. Um, It's definitely possible. We'll see if they can bring the same effort they brought it in Toronto um, against these teams. But like you said, keep it competitive with Memphis. Keep it competitive with Phoenix. um, Keep it competitive with Portland and Utah. I think, you know, those two games, you can see it going either way. But Charlotte, Atlanta, Detroit, Orlando got to be wins, even though Orlando has been playing much better. Those got to be wins, and then you Any just team you already to... lost
0: to, you got to win this time. That's how I feel. So you're ready – you ready you do not want to, like, lose the whole – even if you're not going to see them in the playoffs, you don't want to lose the full regular se- right. season series. So
1: exactly got to be so
0: Orlando.
1: Got to beat Orlando, Detroit, and Charlotte because they all beat you in their place, so you got to beat them at your place. Um, yeah, Phoenix has already beat them twice, so it would be nice to get them, and yeah. They can go. I think they can go five and three here, for sure. It would be amazing if they can go like obviously better than that, but five and three would put them a game above five hundred. I'm pretty sure. Well, and then you're
0: oh, if they split the 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 two games before that.
1: Right, right, right. If they split, yeah, the Knicks and the Nets game. If they split those, um, they'll be over five hundred by the end of that, and then it'll be in territory staff return territory, hopefully, and uh, yeah. Then you, then you rolling from there.
0: So I know I think some people were expecting some sparks between me and you on the show, um this episode because we had a little back and forth on the TL about Steph oh his injury and like what was the cause for it. And um, that's not what me and Justin do, you know. Even right. when we disagree, that's just not us. So I'm sorry if we disappointed, but I think we're pretty interesting <laughs> about that. So
1: right right
0: um justin respects me and he don't be saying crazy stuff to me so we respectfully disagree not like some of you other people on the tl so
1: right i mean if you tweet me and with something like disrespectful towards now obviously i'm not going to respond to you like i'm not going (laughs) to feed that you know what i mean (laughs) trying to like indirectly like Oh, is that what they do? Because I don't even look uh, at the
0: comments.
1: (laughs) Sometimes people do that, and it's like, bro, I'm not going to respond to you, like, so. Well, I appreciate you,
0: Justin. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get that from us. Like, it's okay to disagree with people, you know? So, um, so, yeah. But this has been fun. Looking forward to the games this week. Um, we're going to be recording, I think, after the Brooklyn game. So, You guys won't have anything from us till after the Brooklyn game. And then we're going to do another episode later in the week to preview Christmas day. So, um, and talk about some other stuff happenings around the league. So thanks for tuning in guys. As always, you know, follow, subscribe, download, share, tell a friend and leave positive reviews. Keep your other stuff to yourself. Okay. You can DM (laughs) us about that. All right. Right. All right. (laughs) Until next episode, take care. (laughs) Bye.